0: Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have something special this evening, a recording...
1: captain jolly roger welcome aboard jolly rogers jazz as we prepare to travel the worldwide waves we're searching for the coolest funkiest jazz vibes around so hoist sails weigh the anchor and prepare to treat your senses to these scintillating sensations Today, I'm thrilled to be chatting with Biggie Vinkalo, who is not only a creative and interesting musician, but a wonderfully warm person. Hello. Hello, Biggie. Hi. Can you tell me what kind of music did you? Grow up listening to, what did, say, your parents or your older siblings play when you were a child?
2: A lot of classical music, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, I also went to uh, regularly really, to uh, performances to uh, see classical music.
1: Knowing of your classical background and your love of improvisation, let's listen to the following piece from Duke Ellington's interpretation of Tchaikovsky's Knockracker Suite.
2: I was uh, um, a teenager, and I had some friends who were a little bit older than me, and we went, we went to uh, different concerts. We went to one classical concert every two weeks, but we also went to jazz and rock
1: and pop and folk. Golden Earring, Santana. Here is Carlos Santana together with his brother and a title composed by the latter, La Danza. And also improvised music tell me a little about improvised music
2: i would I would think that at least eighty percent of all music that you listen to
1: is improvised well of course uh, the mainstay of jazz is improvisation yes but and even
2: if you go back in classical music before they even ca- had the idea to to make notations do people like to remember by heart or they, they made embellishments or change changes, and that's what improvisation is very much about. For instance, uh, the work of John uh, uh, Jean Sebastian Bach, uh-huh. we only know a little part of it because most of the music that he played in the church or at the organ was improvised. Right. So it was different every every Sunday or every time he played. I don't know how often he played. So for for me, improvisation is is, is more like instant composition. It's a little bit like life You know, you start with something But you really don't know by forehand Where it goes and what it becomes It can become very beautiful Or a little bit less beautiful (laughs) And hopefully there is an ending too Very often people go and listen to music Because they want to hear something That they recognize That they feel comfortable with Right If If you look into life you also try to do things that you feel comfortable with. Yes. If you go somewhere and you take something that you have never eaten before, then this will be an enjoyable experience, or maybe you don't like it so much. Uh-huh. It's not predictable. Uh, improvisation or instant composition is not as predictable, and it doesn't feel as comfortable, which means that... If you want to listen to it you really have to uh, listen to it even if you w- if you go to uh Concert halls And listen to Classical What they give Romantic music That is 150 years or the most Recent works That you can hear You are having A hard time Finding works Performed from uh, Schoenberg, For instance Or Stockhausen Or Cage Or Ligeti Or Feldman Or all these people And that is the same thing Because it asks For an effort You cannot think That you will Recognize something That you know From before It's a new rope It's different all Right So I think It has more to do With Okay uh, uh, let's see if I can take this road. I have never taken it. I will try. And that makes it much easier to uh, to listen to improvised music.
1: Let's hear one of your instant compositions as an illustration. This piece is entitled Kin.
0: Kin <laughs> Chiff I am. In
2: classical music, what is left today from improvisation is the cadenza. You know, if you have a solo soloist, and then there is a little part where he plays all by his, by himself or herself. From the beginning, that was uh, uh, a little part that was given to the soloist to show what he what he or she can do and improvise. Yes. Now, today you can buy cadences that are totally written out and you can learn them by heart. No. but the idea in the beginning was that that, that is improvised. Also, when you listen to uh, mainstream jazz, the thing is, all, is always you play the theme and then the solo instrument, trumpet or saxophone makes an improvisation, a solo on x x times the song, and then the piano, then the bass and then the drums. Then you play the theme again. And then comes the next piece So you would think that the people really improvise But, but that's the same thing uh, Today you can uh, you can learn by heart an improvisation That fi- fits exactly on, on the length of the song that you want to play That's not so much improvise Even if you go and listen to jazz, to mainstream jazz You already know what you get when you play uh-huh, But
1: correct. you don't
2: know what you get if you go to a concert with improvised music
1: Okay Now let's hear some mainstream jazz, here is Miles Davis with Time After Time. Mm-hmm. When did you fall in love with uh, experimental music? Oh,
2: I, I got so bored. So I, I, I remember that like I, I wrote some songs for a pop singer, pop rock singer, and then I could also play We recorded something and then he asked me hey why don't you play the solo that you put on the CD uh, I like it so much so I had to write down my own solo and perform the same thing every night it was boring right it's a uh, if if, uh, if there's no surprise I think it's boring <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I wanted to have something sometimes improvisation can be boring too of course uh, but I at least I want to have a, a chance to uh, to influence the things that I going on and i don't if i play the same thing that i always play when i go on the stage i know already how it starts i know how it develops and i know how it goes in the end i don't think i could i could tour with uh, with a band where i would have to play the same thing every
0: day.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> would
1: be that would be really hard for me uh-huh.
2: anyhow improvised music can be also beautiful i want to make beautiful music
1: Let's hear another piece and we'll let listeners judge as to the measure of your success. The wind is dancing over the hills.
0: (laughs) No, <laughs> no,
1: instruments do you play?
2: Um, I play uh, um, on stage. I play uh, flute and saxophone. Right. Yes.
1: How old were you when you started to play? I started to play.
2: um, I started with a recorder and then I played the guitar and I got my, I bought my first flute when I was 14 years old.
1: Let's hear a flute composition now. This entitled Just By Myself. I understand that when you were in your teens, you took quite a break from your music career.
2: I didn't do so much with music because I, I went into studying, studied very intensively, so I didn't have any time for for music. And then when I was 22, I picked up the flute again and I thought, this is not good. I never hear what I'm doing because the other people had instruments that were louder. So I went to the bank, I got a, a credit line and I bought a saxophone.
1: Right. <laughs> musicians would you say have been most influential in your career?
2: Um, when it comes to playing yeah, that were all the people who played this improvised music and also Cecil Taylor and when it comes to uh, um, saxophone players I would say Ornard Coleman and Charlie Parker
1: right. mm. Here we have Charlie Parker with Ballad Melody taken from the album Jam Session.
2: I've, that was in France I played with some of the really fabulous French musicians and they all taught me a little thing, there was one I remember he said, okay, I think you're ready to learn the third octave on the saxophone you know that on the saxophone not usually uh, you can only use two and a half octaves hmm? so he showed me uh, one more octave <laughs> another time someone said, like, okay, if we improvise we do it like this or like that or, I mean, just the, the, the fact that you could play and that you get some space. I think that is important. That is what you do when you try to do teach. I think you uh, you give space so that the other person can explore, and you encourage whenever something good is coming up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's the best way. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: So I think that was very encouraging to uh, play with all these people. Yeah, one thing I, I, I must say that has been hard is to be a, a woman in this music business and play the saxophone it yeah. usually goes like that when I say okay I'm Finkle I play two instruments I play the flute the people say oh how nice but I can also feel as I say oh it's only the flute it's such that it's, it's what you would expect from a woman to play the flute right? And as I, I play another instrument, too. I play the saxophone. Oh, isn't that very hard to play? It's only that every, th- every time something was, was wrong in the music, uh, the conductor would look at me. Uh-huh. And it, it, it was me. So uh, I know it wasn't me. So I, I really got, uh, got uh, angry about that. So one time when everybody left for lunch, I would just stay there, and I, I played all the notes, but I played them twice as fast, <laughs> and so he came around the corner, and then in the in the door, he stands, he looks at me, staring at me, said, was that you? I, I looked around and said, yeah, I guess so, oh, I'm so sorry, I thought you couldn't play. <laughs> right. so, yeah, that's all right <laughs> But he apologized So that was a good point But they yes. uh, often I had to do things like that
1: To show that um, I, I have to play At least, I have to play better right. Well sadly we've reached the end of the show I'd like to thank you Biggie For sharing these insights Into the nature of jazz music And improvisation I'd like to thank you, our listeners Because it's you that make it all worthwhile. And now Biggie, I'll ask you please, to play us out with Ashby.
2: Ashby
0: Bard Station <laughs> um.